0: Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Jennifer Rizzio. I'm the founder of Soul Language, and I'm dedicated to providing my listeners with tangible tools to embody their divinity and create a life based on freedom. This is Ask and Answered by Soul, where we focus on topics that will guide you to listening to your and utilizing your essential nature. Today, I'm with Alexis Thompson, and we're talking about how to be a graceful leader. Hello.
1: Hi, so good to be here. Thank you, Jennifer.
0: I'm just going to call you Lexi. Is that okay?
1: Perfect. Perfect.
0: So, yay. So, okay. The first question I ask every guest is, what does your soul share with you throughout your journey?
1: Oh, my Lord. That's such a deep question.
0: I know. Well, I don't ask small questions. No,
1: true, true. Okay. So what does my soul share with me throughout my journey? Everything. (laughs) (laughs) Most recently to move my butt to Vermont.
0: All right. And how's yeah. that working for you? Awesome. I love that. So we're talking about how to be a graceful leader. Let's define what graceful leader means in this case. So can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, sure. So grace here is uh, the ability to know and love and honor one's own complete wholeness, in soul language words, um, and witness
0: that same
1: exact thing in every other human being that's walking around you
0: love it yeah 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 and so that might sound easy on paper (laughs) sure uh, how do we go about like doing that like what is kind of the first step to being and uh expressing that
1: yeah so I think the first step there's six tenets outlined in the in this body of work and the first one actually I think is the first step um for most of us. And that, that is integrating mind, body, and soul. And so we hear that and we think, okay, I need to meditate for 10 minutes. Probably I should journal. And if I add a little yoga, I'm all set to go, right? And, and I've done that. And that all helps. And that isn't all there is. And so just like, for example, the biggest piece of this tenet is to actually understand and be able to articulate outside of oneself your mission and purpose in, this, in your lifetime. That's a big undertaking,
0: yeah. That's a huge thing, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so my next question, of course, is how do people go about understanding their mission and their purpose? Like, mm-hmm. that gets a lot of people stumped right there,
1: yeah, it does. Um, so there's a bunch of different ways one can do that. Um, there's books out there about it for sure, um, journals to figure that out too, but I, you know. The fastest way that I've been able to do that is to sit still. And so often in the way we've designed our world and the way that we get rewarded in this world is not to be still, it's to be extremely busy and hopefully with some measurable results, those are being variable based on what you're up to. Um, So if you can create some stillness, that's step one and then how you are with yourself in that stillness. I think there's a myriad of ways you can dive in and tools you can use. Soul language certainly being one of those. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that. So, okay. I'm going to jump around a bit here. Okay. Why does anyone want to be, I'm going to ask this question and I'm laughing as I ask it, but why does anybody want to be a graceful leader? Like what's the quote unquote benefit?
1: Yeah, well, there's a bazillion of them. But the first one, if your ego is looking for the answer, the first one is just to find ease and flow and manifestation in your life. So most of us that are operating in this world today, we understand what stress and anxiety and overwhelm are. So I wouldn't say that it omits those things 100% from your life, but it gives you really good coping mechanisms. It creates resilience. And when you remove all of those barriers, you you find this beautiful flow to your life. And um, I don't know, I don't ever want to go back into that nastiness. Now that I'm here, <laughs> no,
0: I'm shaking my head. No, 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 no not no. going back. So that's the biggest benefit.
1: I think your head is going to have a hard time understanding that. Um, so you're so that you're going to need to do some work um, dropping into your heart center to really be able to get that vibration. It's not a head thing.
0: Yeah. And that's what a leader's all about true conscious leader is all about it's about really leading from the heart Mm -hmm. really leading from that place of wholeness and completeness versus the place of lack or misuse of power Mm -hmm. so what's another tenant that you can share with us
1: um one of the ones that most people seem to be asking about since the book came out is um this compassionately powerful in all things idea Um, we have Oftentimes in our world, we can do this or that, be this or that, black or white, right? And this kind of begins to introduce and deconstruct duality. And so um, a lot of, I work with a lot of very powerful women, and they have come up in the ranks in a time where there's not, hasn't, looks like this was is definitely changing, but hasn't been a lot of feminine, I won't even just say female, but feminine energy uh, models. And so- they think that the the illusion is I can be either a kick-ass boss or leader, or I can be a mushy caring about everybody's feelings leader. And that I can't, there's probably not an integration of those two things. So when you start to dismantle that and work within whoever you are in the world and realize that actually that's kind of a sucker's choice. There's a lot of really nice marinating you could do here to work in the gray, which is really where the strength is.
0: I love it. So how would one go about kind of finding the gray because you know when you're in that duality it's so you're so in it so how do we baby step out of that to create this really this full consciousness this full being this leader that leads with grace and with compassion and still kicks some mess
1: yeah so all there's it depends on which angle you come at it from i'll say most people that are in leadership today come at it from a, how can I maintain the power I've created while also showing the compassion that I definitely have Um, versus I see some people come at it the other way, but this is the typical way. So what happens is once you realize that you have that power, then you also realize you have choice. And so once that, once you sit back and you go, oh, I have free will, right? I've been programmed to do it this way forever, sure, okay but there's like a myriad of other options I could choose. Yeah. And then you start to get curious and then you, you really, honestly you play with it. You have a little fun. You don't take it too seriously. If you mess it up, you clean it up. Um, and you kind of have to play with it for a while to find your rhythm inside of that, because how I would do it and how you would do it would be very different possibly.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and knowing that in loving yourself through the stumbles and the falls, you know, and also having that support team around you that is going to support the stumbles and the falls, uh-huh. right? And, you know, also allow you to keep, I call it cheap do it, dogging, move a little this way, move a little that way, uh-huh. like really like guiding you through that. What has been the big question that you've been asking yourself lately?
1: Well, where's my tribe? Now that we've mentioned that, um, I've I've evolved my practice and my being. And as you do that, um, some of the tribe that you had that got you where you're going sheds away, not for anything being wrong or anyone being, you know, I don't even know really the word. It's just this growth into a new space, not even a higher, better space, but it's this new space where you need new mentors. um, You need people that understand a language that you're acquiring um, a little bit of accountability, right, to maintain the path. And so lately, um, I've been manifesting a, a new tribe.
0: Yeah. yeah, that was one of the fundamental questions I was asking when I received the download of soul language. Like, yeah. My people Where in my community. And yeah, uh, recently, I would been posting about how wow, the the, the difference not just a, a year ago, or two years ago, but just a couple months about how I welcome in community. How I, you know, I've always been a super connector, but now it's a it's a new kind of, of feeling of really feeling like, whoa, I just don't know people. I know people. Yeah, Now. and I think that's, I think that is what is also required of of leadership is is having. I think some leaders are just afraid to show their underbelly or afraid to mm-hmm. appear vulnerable, but um, You can't really receive without being vulnerable.
1: No, there's, there's literally no way to do it. Not, not gracefully. Right. And not completely for sure. No, Yeah. You know, you might look that you are and the reality is you, you accepted it and put it on the floor.
0: What's the biggest thing that you learned writing and creating this paradigm?
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm fickle. I learned I'm fickle. So, um, I had the calling two years ago to get this all in a way that I could be practical with it for people. Cause it's a lot of heady stuff at times. Uh, and then I, I started it and I got a little bored with it and I got sidetracked with other fun things. Yeah. And then the gift of COVID actually brought it back in. I remember I was looking at the bookshelf going, Oh, there's that pile of thing called that could be a book, you know, it has a title. Um, I have people that are waiting for me to do something with that. Uh, So, so I've learned I've, and then I was graceful with myself because I went right into judging, like you start something, you never finish it. And then I was like, no, that isn't what happened. It was a timing thing. It was really a a capacity an inner capacity, not a achieving capacity and a timing thing. And, And quite literally that brings me right back to where we started with flow. Like I trust that I trust my inner timing and, it, and when the book released on the 19th of January, which is the day before the 20th of January, right? Um, I, it, it was almost this most serendipitous, like angels chiming in the air going, Ta-da! and I, it could, I didn't plan it, but it couldn't have happened more eloquently.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think that's the, I think that's the biggest thing for leaders, warriors, uh, which you have both energies, right? That, yeah. of you know, not force, but power, not yeah. pushing, but flow, um, and really sitting in that kind of knowing that all is well, that you're being loved and supported and provided for, and then following that next divinely inspired action of leadership, Yeah, um, and it's a balance, and sometimes we're really great at it, and sometimes we have sucky days.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs>
0: And I think that's another thing about being a graceful leader is being like conscious for me, it's being consciously transparent. Like sometimes I suck. Sometimes I screw up and I'm just going to tell you, like, first of all, it's always written on my face. Like I don't have a poker face anyway. So, you know, I don't, I don't play much time, you know, denying that kind of stuff. I could spend some time inner denying it, but um, I think that, that's a great way to allow new leaders to be birthed. Yeah, it's
1: beautiful too. It's a, it's a whole this is the other thing about the first tenet when we were talking about mind, body and soul. Um, one thing early on in my life that I didn't have the skill set for, which I've acquired over the past decade, honestly, is the, just the ability to embody things and to really bring my body in as a tool, right, to help me and be a vessel for learning as in the giving and receiving of data input and all kinds of other things. It's been um, sometimes really hard. And mostly as I practice more and more really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think once you kind of embody it, you're not really worried about doing it or being Mm -hmm. it, right. And I think that it kind of just flows. and, And then we have that moment. When I remember when I was really embodying my intuition you have that moment where you go, "Oh my god, I'm not this way anymore," because it's so yeah. natural that. And then somebody will ask you a question, and I'll go, "Oh, blah blah blah," and they go, like, "Oh yeah, you're you're not intuitive anymore, right?" And I think then from there you get a little lobster in the shell, and you're like, "Okay, I'm a little uncomfortable. There's more to do," and then the process starts all over again. So yeah. I love that you've mapped out these uh, mm-hmm. seven pillars to go okay where am i let's go back to that let's follow that yeah. this is the under one i use and um it provides people with a good playbook of how yeah. to step into something bigger
1: yeah and, and and i did i designed it so that the tenants are they don't need to be linear right the process isn't linear mm-hmm. um it's, one of, it's a book you could read front to back or you could just pick up a tenant, dig into that and put the book away, never pick it up again. Revisit it later. You're a new you. The book is a new version. So, um, yeah, it's been and I've been getting feedback like that, that people, leaders of all types, whether they're emerging leaders or very seasoned leaders, it kind of the book met them where they were, which was a huge success for me because that was the challenge.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what a good paradigm does.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: So how do people get the book? How do they get more in touch with more of your goodness?
1: Yes, thank you for asking. So Amazon has the book right now. And um, so that's easy to find. And then I'm at alexisthompson.com or at thompson on most social media platforms. Beautiful.
0: So what is the one thing that you want people to remember from our conversation today?
1: Take time more now than ever with the way our world is and be still. Be brave enough to be your own company.
0: I love that. And then my last question, of course, is if you were a magnet on whatever you call your higher powers refrigerator, what would your magnet say?
1: Mm. Jump, the net will appear.
0: Ooh, I like that. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, Jennifer.
0: Yay. Everyone, you've been listening to Ask and Answered by Soul. I'm Jennifer Uzio. Please feel free to share this podcast with your community leave a comment, write a review, uh, contact me directly, but don't forget to contact my guests because they're freaking awesome. And uh, if you have any questions, you know where to find us. So bye for now, everyone.
1: Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter.